My guitar here has very old equipment. As a matter of fact, the guitar itself was built in 1946. This is called a microphone or pickup that picks up the sound of the strings and sends them along through the amplifier. This pickup was built in 1939. It has a very high quality of cobalt and copper, which is unavailable in the world today. Telling you, bro, what's been happening, bro? Uh, not too much. Still hitting more peggyos. Everybody, how's it going? Shane Terrio here. Welcome back to the Riff Raff. Thanks for listening. How's everybody doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. I'm super excited about today's guest, Dan Gilbert. He's smoking. We hear, we're listening to him right now. A tune called "Stick It." I've known Dan a long time. He was my private teacher when I attended the uh, Musicians Institute years ago out here in California. Dan has been the top guitar instructor there for many years, going on over 40 years now. He's a phenomenal player, as you'll hear. Very underrated player. Everybody needs to know about this guy, in my opinion. Uh, great teacher, motivator, one of the best, one of the few and best guitar teachers I've ever had, actually. You'll hear about all that. Check out his record, Before the Sunrise. And uh, it's out there on the interwebs. It's on Spotify and all that stuff. And also, if you're inclined, leave me a good review on whatever podcast platform of your choice. If you're really motivated, check out my website, shaneterrio.com. i got all kinds of snazzy riffraff merch. Thanks for your support. Enjoy. <laughs> what do you call that? The Burbank, uh, yeah, Burbank Shuffle? Well, thank you. Yeah, Dan. That was fun. Maybe uh, get a little, pull that mic a little closer. Yeah. So one, get... two, one, two. Yeah. Check. All right. I am in <clears throat> Burbank with my old, uh, not old, but my... No, you got it right. My old teacher. Not <laughs> old. No, it's great to see you, Dan. And, oh, man. Uh, I've been Pleasure. wanting to make this happen for so long. Oh, appreciate and, it. And uh, Dan the man. Dan was my... Uh, I'll do a little... I'll preface it with a you know an intro and everything when I do the edit. But um, man, you're the one of the few guitar teachers I ever had. You know, one of probably thousands that you've taught. How long have you been at MI? Like forty years? Yeah, actually, it's going to be like forty five years this April. Yeah. yeah. So you were made a huge impact on me, man, all through the years, and a lot of things you said to me. Besides, it was. Not all technical teaching. It was a lot of uh, psychology back then, too. And um, I'll show you. I just wanted to show you this. Now, what I'm doing is I'm taking my old... This is an old uh, folder. It's oh, shit. Tattered. Look at that. Okay. It's my, there's my old address on, in Hollywood, Las Palmas. <clears throat> and these are all the lessons we did. And, wow. And, and here's one lesson we did. 
holiday lesson. Number one, stuff. A, stop apologizing. B, be confident. C, you're an exceptionally gifted guitarist, one of the best tunes I've had, blah, 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 blah. And here's the tunes. Well, what's, mean, the blah, blah, what's in the blah, yeah, blah, blah? I just wanted you to see it. But the point is, is like you were, you were more than a teacher, man. You were, you were a huge impact on a, I was 18 or 19, I think. That was a long time ago, you know. And, um, and there's a lot of other things in here. There's a, I am re- that, that's, that's awesome that you saved those. Because what's funny is I still have all my first guitar lessons Do you really? from my teacher. Yeah. Wow. But there was nowhere near as much detail as basically like, here's this book, do page 37 and 38. There was nothing personal <laughs> yeah, in it at all. Yeah, there was always things. And you would kick my ass pretty good. I remember it would be like, look, here's uh, bluesette, melody, chord soloing, joy spring, melody, chord soloing. That was one week. Um, major seven, sharp five, add nine in both octaves. Burn up on them. Dominant, add flat six couple of patterns all the triad sets a tune dolphin dance that was one week and i remember if i didn't have it it was a it was a bad weekend i think we used to get together on fridays that was my lesson with you but anyway and then i've got like some i think maybe you told me this was a pat martino study back then that's right yeah Yeah. anyway um it's good to see you, Dan. And we've oh, kept man. in touch over the years. And, Don't make you know. me cry. It's, a, it's really an honor. Oh, come on. I always man. remember you as a super specialist student. And I think, you know, always, you know, the New Orleans thing, just, like, he just, the fucking soul was, like, oozing out of oh, you from the man. beginning. Well. And it was really something I wanted to soak up, too, to be honest, you know? Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know if you remember it also... There was a great player named Steve Freeman who had a school mm-hmm. in Atlanta, and you wrote this letter for me so I could get a job. You and Scott Henderson called him for me, and you wrote this letter and got me my first job teaching at, at uh, the GIT there. <laughs> you, it, it was all typed up on letterhead, but I saved the draft because you said, huh. take this to the office and tell them to type it up or something like that. Well, you see, that wouldn't have gone down these days. I, I kind of wrote down, he's a good old Southern boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? They still got good. I mean, nothing as far as I'm concerned, but you know, (laughs) right? Yeah, I'm being a damn Yankee, you know. There's some things I I never really knew about you, you know, like um, you studied with Pat Martino. Is Mm -hmm. that right? Was that out here or was that in? No, that was in New York right before I uh, came out. I had about two or three lessons with him only. Yeah, and um, but they definitely changed my life. Like you remember what kind of stuff was it? Like real essence? Oh yeah, definitely. I still, it? I still have exactly what he gave me. As a yeah. matter of fact, in, inside. Um, first of all, one of the first things he did was like he said, "Play me all the C seven chords you know," and I was actually for a guy back then. I, I was kind of pretty good. I started charging through a couple of voicings, and then he stopped me and asked me kind of if I knew who Wes Montgomery was. And that was kind of the end of the first lesson, basically, where he just sat and, like, talked about Wes Montgomery, and he played four on six for me. And um, he wrote out some studies. He wrote out some really interesting chord studies about how to figure out every single chord on the guitar. And I went home, and I graphed them all out, and I still fucking have it. And he had really, you know, you know, if you've looked into his stuff at all, it's a really insane kind of system for how he looks at things. And it's really, mm-hmm. 
And it's funny, an old friend of my brother's had said, oh, man, you're going to go take a lesson with Pat Martino? Like, he's really spacey, man. You should write down some questions. And so I had a whole list of questions, like, what do you play on a minor 7 flat 5 mm. chord and all this? So it was the end of the lesson. And he goes, hey, you got any questions? And I kind of pulled out my list. I think I told you this before. And he goes, yeah, what do you play on a, on a minor 251? And he just kind of looked at me and goes, yeah, man, the, the universe is vibration. I'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, and I'm just like standing in the hallway like, yeah, but what notes? You know, like years later, I'm like, okay, yeah, I feel the vibration. But, you know, then I needed an answer. Like, <laughs> right. I needed an answer yeah, right then and there. Use. Yeah, yeah he, uh, I remember I had a friend who, who had went to, uh, to GIT a year previous to me, and I think he was doing a... A clinic and he just went off on a tangent talking about leaves and trees and and like some kid from new york is like i got a question he raised his hand he's like what does all this have to do with you know uh, a static dominant chord or whatever they were talking about and pat goes bring me your guitar i'll show you what it has to do with it so he brings the guitar and pat gets a string cutter and just cuts the strings he goes that's what it has to do with it <laughs> He has, he has a couple of incidences like that. I mean, you know the famous, uh, I mean, it's funny because I'm just reading uh, Pat Martino's autobiography. I just got I didn't know he had it. one. Yeah. yeah he, really? So, yeah, because a buddy of mine showed me he had, and I was like, oh, I got to get that immediately. Um, but, it, you know, the famous one where he was sitting in, and he gave a seminar at MI up on the stage, and he was sitting on a big leather easy chair that, I br- that he brought in, wow. and had a lamp on the table. <gasps> And then right in the middle of the seminar, he had like a waiter from Diamond Jack's, like there was a famous restaurant downstairs, come up in the thing and like serve him a snifter of brandy oh my God. in the middle of the yeah. I don't often do guitar yeah, yeah, seminars, but when I do. <laughs> yeah, I met him once uh, in a lobby uh, in Vancouver. I was doing this jazz festival and he was there. And I worked up the nerve to go up to him. And um, I knew just enough about his his. Was, I think he called it the star grid, where you take mm-hmm. a diminished, and then you move one voice down, it becomes a dominant seven, and if you move another one down, it becomes this, and that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of understood it, but I was like, it's sort of like geometry. I go, what are you going to do with it? You know, it's like, and, but I knew enough to where he was like, you, you understand, you've read that. And I go, well, I, I, yes, sir, I know a little bit about it. You know, took a picture with him. And, uh, but he was, he was really nice that day, you know. But, um, you know, like I remember back uh, for those of you that listen are listening, they had uh, they have a thing called open counseling at MI. Maybe they still do, huh, Dan? Yeah, they do. Yeah, and it's it's basically like Dan would be there or Scott Henderson or Joe DiOrio on a certain day from you know eleven to four, and you could just go in and ask a question and bring your guitar or whatever, kind of free for all. And DiOrio would would be there in that little room in the hallway with the shades always pulled down. And and he was never really nice to me at all. I mean, I, yeah. I shouldn't. I'm not talking bad about him because I never knew him. But you know, he was like kind of grumpy when we were there. Well, we, it was we, a little bit like the pro- approaching Napoleon kind of. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I remember. I remember because I spent a lot of time with you and a lot of time with Scott Henderson. Those were my main two teachers there. And Scott had. A, I remember he had these voicings, uh, all these really hip voicings that you know, all these mm. kind, of, kind of Holsworthy uh-huh. things and pages. And I worked up the nerve to go into uh, Diorio's open counseling, and I had all my other books with me. And he's like, 
hey, what do you want to work on? And I said, could you give me some voicings, you know, to comp with on, I don't know, whatever I told him. And he goes, well, give me some manuscript. Give me a chord. Let me, let me have your chord sheet. So he took Scott's thing, which had a couple of blank spaces, and he looked at these voicings and he goes, where did you get this paper from? <laughs> I said, well, Scott Henderson gave it to me. He goes, those are my voicings. Those oh really? My voice, like, you know, like that's my recipe, you know. And then later, I told Scott about it, and Scott goes, "Yeah, what was he working on? Like intergalactic designs, <laughs> intervallic designs. intervallic designs, right? Oh man! But when you're 19 years old, that's like the best shit ever. You like, I don't know, I didn't know whether to be scared or just laugh. You know, it was just uh, anyway. Well, uh, but you know, when we're that young and we. It's just so cool to be involved just in the cool, very esoteric, small things of the guitar and playing super weird, realizing, okay, I'm never, what am I going to fucking use, you know? Uh, you know, but maybe if you know it, you can find a place to use it. But uh, it, it's just so fun to be, that's why it's so cool to still be teaching because I get caught up in that, the te the student thing of like how wonderful it is to learn all these new things and oh wow that's a cool little device yeah. and oh check that out that's neat still is still is fun it's still fun you yeah. still dig it well yeah. you were always a great teacher man. yeah well, thank you man. yeah i mean how many students you, you you ever thought about how many students you you personally taught not bes besides the classes just the private one-on-one -on -one. it's got to be in the thousands right yeah that i lost track of to be honest really yeah and do you hear from a lot of cats? Like, I've always stayed in touch with you over the yeah. years. I'd come to L.A. and, you know, but you, you have other... Yeah, yeah, I definitely hear from some people, sure. And, I, of course, you know, in this day and age with Instagram, you see them on there a lot. Although I kind of shied away from that recently. I haven't uh -huh. been really posting anything on there. But, yeah, there there are the some that, that definitely keep keep in touch, you know. And you're definitely one of the special ones. It's been so cool. You know, what I always appreciated about you was um, you always had this street shit. Street shit? Yeah, you always had that street. You always were like, we're playing with people. And like, it was real street. You know, I had my street thing was sort of before I went to L.A. I did all like bands. And then, every, and of course, in L.A., I sort of played a lot also. But I kind of got more into the more academic guitar side of things and so it was always great I could always recognize somebody who was like oh, this guy's been playing a bunch of gigs and I, you can kind of feel that shit you know so it's always you can always feel that so it's always so cool with you I could feel that sort of immediately well, well, you know I did play a lot of gigs when I was younger but I remember when I came to MI I, I felt like I had a lot of things going on but I had a lot of gaps in my because I was self-taught you mm -hmm. know but I where did you, I, I remember you used to give me a lot of the, and not just me, I mean, I remember your technique class, there was, you know, you would, you, would, you know, that thing, the whole, right. the right. whole sweep picking, right. like back then, you know, there was, there was Gimbali who was doing that, um, but I mean, where did you get that from? Did you just come up with? I got that from uh, uh, about my third teacher, Danny Infantino. Wow, I never even heard that. Name. Yeah, he, and he. He did the sweet picking thing. You showed me how to do it. So, like, and you did you apply that to the harmonized major scale, or did, was that something he showed you? Because you really, yeah. Well, mostly like... I was, uh, uh -huh. I was just doing the easy parts of arpeggios, kind of. And you know, and it's funny. I, <laughs> I had just thought, wow, I should develop this into a thing. And I, uh, I can't even play now, but. 
I had this like study of like giant steps with sweep shapes. Wow. And I was like, wow. And then Frank Ambali came to school. And he had developed it to like light years beyond me. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, he had some crazy shit. Man. <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I always learned from him. I wasn't, uh, I was a little, definitely, blo- well, everybody was blown out of the water by him. I mean, that was when he came along, came along with that. But I got a chance to play with him and kind of learn. Actually, I learned a lot from him, so it was it was, it was very cool. But, uh, you know. Feels like we're at MI now. I hear your neighbor playing guitar. That's it's right. Like a, yeah, he is over here doing <laughs> that's it. Great, that's man. That's great. I just did two lessons this morning. You, you know, did? Like, really? Yeah, I did. Oh, man. Well, thanks for carving out some time. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. absolutely. Are you kidding? Go on. on. On a Sunday. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I always wonder where that came from. Because uh, back then, and and I remember you would you would teach the class, and you would have you'd always have like a lick of the week or something, right. you know, which I wrote them all down. They're probably <laughs> somewhere. Um, and I, it, you know, the guitar thing was one thing, but like I said earlier, you were you were a really good motivator. I'm sure you still are, but I remember one thing you would always say. You would you would show us something. Probably gonna mess it up, but you said something like. See it, touch it, feel it, mm-hmm. taste yeah, it, smell exactly, it, get exactly. it in your head. I don't care about your measly fingering problems. Solve them before you play it. That's just Visual. about exactly right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, figure it out first. Yeah, and I, I remember you—you you were the first person I ever heard say that stuff. You know. Well, I, I, and that's all from Howard Roberts, the guy who started the school, which is—you know—I'm sort of one of the last. Not to tr- trumpeting my horn or anything, but I'm the last one of the last few guys to still talk about like it's so important how you learn, and basically like what are you doing trying to play something you know know how to play yet? And you just go, oh yeah, right, you know. So just see, feel, touch, taste, hear it, everything. Other piece of machine, then your mind first. If things will follow, or I'll crush them. I've been leaving out the last part, the crushing <laughs> part, but you know the idea of still just hey. Tell your fingers exactly what they have to do first and then play it super slow. Just eliminates all that. Wait, wait, what was that? Yeah, you're trying to do everything. Uh, you know, at it's one just time. so maddening to, to hear that as a teacher, also. You know, just now so. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Howard Roberts because I, I you know, I, I read a lot about Howard Roberts. I, I got to meet him once or twice, but again, it was it, back when I was there, he wouldn't, he would hardly show up. He was living up hardly. in Seattle at that point. Yeah. And it would say, you know, Howard Roberts here Thursday, and then be a line of people, and then he wouldn't show up. <laughs> that happened like four times. You know, it was like oh, the really? boy cried wolf, up. and okay. then one day it's like Howard Roberts today. You know, room blah blah blah, four o'clock Thursday, and then you know after four no shows, there's like three dudes standing in line, which one of them is me. You know, and he actually and he would show showed up. Yeah. up. With the sunglasses, the hat, right. bringing right. the case, you know, like right. it's 1964, you know. Yeah. And he was like, what do you guys want to learn today? He's, I remember, I, God, I wish I could find that cassette of it. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to teach you guys what, what you'll learn in a year in college. I'm going to teach you. How long do we have? Yeah, about two hours. I'm going to teach you how to write backwards, starting on a melody note, using strong root resolutions, and we're going to write the tune backwards, and we're going to reharmonize it. I'm going to show you how to do that, and I'll never forget that lesson. Whoa. It unbelievable. I, it blew my mind. That was my only time I got to watch him. I did talk to him once, but my point is, I've read that, you know, a lot about Howard Roberts' speed learning and all that. 
Did you ever hear him talk about a book like Psycho-Cybernetics or any of the kind of self-help sort of visualization books? No, the book that they trumpeted, and to be honest, which I never read, was something by like Carl Seashore. And it was something like The Psychology of Music. I don't even remember the exact title, but that was one that was sort of quoted that he kind of got these ideas from. Which became some of the MI curriculum. Yeah, it's embedded yeah. in there, right? Yeah, which became his kind of visualization technique for learning. And, and the other thing I got from Howard was 20-minute um, blocks, 25-minute blocks, mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. you set a timer. I, right. I bought the kitchen timer, I remember. Right. We got a kitchen timer, and I used it, and I still use that to this day to do So tasks. do I. Yep. I think it's known now as the... It was a Pomodoro technique. Which really? I, yeah, never, it was, a, it was an okay. Italian guy that came up with this 100 years ago, and it, and it he had a timer that was shaped like a tomato. <laughs> and I guess it's I like in, it. in Italian, it's Pomodoro, uh-huh. so he called it that technique. But it, it forces you to really focus on bite-sized things, and mm-hmm. you get a lot done in 20 minutes. I learned mm-hmm. that out mm-hmm. here at MI. You know. Have you ever seen that video of, of uh, there's a video of Anne Margaret, probably 19 years old, and she's doing a screen test. It's black and white. And you can't take your eyes off her. I mean, she's dancing and they're doing, um, yeah. is it, what's the name? Uh, Bill Bailey, right? And you see her dancing and she's like mesmerizing. And right to her to her left is a dude sitting down playing guitar with his leg crossed. It's Howard Roberts. I, I think I have seen that actually. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he was one of the cool, cool, cool jazz cats of his era. You know, it's it's all kind of gone now, but he was a big studio guy and really kind of a, an amazing character. I mean, I, I first knew him because, I mean, I grew up on the East Coast. I just knew him from those guitar player articles. We had a little lot, lot of crazy... Like his sonic shapes thing. Which is like, Sonic shapes, which is a guitar play, that. was like really fun. Oh, yeah. oh shit! I can just do that. And it sounds fucking cool, you know. So, I hit, and working with him in person was just. I mean, he was even more out there than Pat Martino, to be honest. Really, you got oh, yeah. like a good story of that. Oh smart. yeah, like a lot of. You know, he was giving a seminar to the teachers one time, and I don't even. No, and somehow he gets to the point of, you know, I saw time stand up on its end and crush down like a beer can. <laughs> <laughs> and the room just kind of went, you know, dead silent at, at that point. But there are so many things like, you know, he wrote the book Super Chops. Yeah. I had and this is back when we were putting uh, all the courses on video. So I was the first guy to to, to put super chops on video and it prepared my rap and the whole thing and I had it all down and there was a part in the super chop I think you know the super chops book yeah where these are these written solos yeah yeah and it's like every week two, and it's, yeah. two solid pages of fucking eighth notes you know and I had learned it because I knew if I'm going to teach his book you know somebody's going to ask me to play these things 
So I, I played them, and it, you know, we shot the video, and afterwards, was Howard was kind of amazed, and I realized he had never played them. He just wrote them <laughs> wrote. like from his head. You know what I mean? You actually did this. Whole <laughs> yeah, and I actually kind of like. I mean, there's some pretty. I mean, it was all eighth notes, so it was not super musical. But there was definitely a lot of cool, cool moves in there. I remember I had the book and I loaned it to somebody, and as that goes, I never got it back. But I, ha- I was working through the book when I was going to school. And Howard came to school one day, and I, I was so nervous, man. I was probably 18. I, I was about to turn 19. I walked up to him in the cafeteria, and he had the hat and the sunglasses. <laughs> and and I, I said, I, uh, I have your book, Super Chops, and I'm working through it right now. And, and he, goes, I, you know, he goes, okay, great. And I said, I just have a question. Should I, should I, do I have to do it the way you say, or can I like, you know, change this? Or, I forget what I said. But he just went, you should do it the way I said it. That's the way it's written. And he was really firm, you know. Okay. Uh, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super, too bad you didn't say that. The crazy, I mean, there's a lot of crazy stories. Like, if you went out to drink with him, he would immediately order two beers. Yeah. He wouldn't just order, he'd just order two beers well, for himself immediately. the server was hard to find. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it doesn't seem that crazy. <laughs> no, no, that's how much he drank. Yeah, oh, I see. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, some other stories I probably shouldn't repeat, but yeah. Well, I'd love to hear them. <laughs> yeah, that that guitar uh, that he's playing in that Ann Margaret thing, it was called the Black Guitar, and it, and it, he bought it, I believe, from oh, right. Herb Ellis, I think, and it was a, it was basically a really highly modified 175, and right. Wolf Marshall has it now. I don't know if you know Wolf Marshall. Oh yeah, I know Wolf, Wolf Marshall. Sure, I never met him, but yeah. Oh, really? Yes, I guitar. I remember the pictures with that, and it's very unique. Had kind of another small cutaway yes. here or something yes. like that, right? Yeah. yeah. I've always wanted an HR model guitar anyway. Oh, I, you have one. I do have one. I have mm-hmm. a, um, a 72. Oh, nice. A 72. I bought it. I took it on tour. I was working with this singer, and we had this tour, and I, and I, I got it. It's the only guitar I have set up for flat wounds. When I was working with Dr. John, I, I had the guitar, and, and uh, I called Mac, and Mac saw it. He goes, where you get that guitar? Let me play. And he's playing. He goes, that's Howard Roberts. I said, Mac, you, you know who that is? He goes, I used to make sessions with Howard. Because Mac was in the Wrecking Crew, the early version of the Wrecking Crew. I don't know if I knew that He didn't that stick around for long, but he was real young. There's wow. some videos of him on YouTube at uh, Gold Star with him yeah. and Barney Kessel and and he told me that he was on a session with Howard Roberts for Frank Zappa, his first week in town. And Frank had Frank wanted Mac to just play real high clusters on the piano, like ding, 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 ding. And in, and he was paying him. It was a union date, and it was a full band. This is before Zappa solo. It's right after the mother. So like around sixty six, sixty seven. <laughs> And, and Max says, I couldn't take it anymore. I fucking left after one day. I couldn't. It was driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> and he goes, and then Frank sued me for breach of the contract. And then Howard, I think, called him and said, why did you leave? Or, you know, crazy stories. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, I do have that guitar. I, I, I love that guitar. It's out of here. I never saw you play live at MI, I don't think, but... When I was here, you had, didn't you have a project called Mister Invisible? Was that your first? Yeah, we solo never played live. We just did a recording. You did a recording. Yeah, we did. We did a record, okay. and it was really funny because that uh, 
always, I'm always kind of like, uh, you know, day late and a dollar short. We pressed vinyl right before everything went to compact <laughs> well, shit, you CDs. Still got it. it's, you know, it's back in now. <laughs> I have, I have one somewhere. It's oh, back it's right in about, now. Yeah. There you go. Wow, look at that. That's a cool cover, man. It's like a samurai. Wow. Yeah, we were studying uh, martial arts at that time. That was, that was my sensei. But what kind of what? Uh, which martial you, arts you study? No, that well, that was at that time it was taekwondo. Oh, taekwondo. Yeah. I mean, what's funny is take, go ahead, pull the record out, and look at the inner cover. Is a real vanity project. Oh man, look at you, man. <laughs> Wow. I mean, uh, I feel sorry for this generation because album covers were cool in the oh, 70s. absolutely. <laughs> Look at that. So Dan showed me this Django record. That's from my dad. That was your collect. dad's record? Yeah. Wow. I always heard that when we were young. Look at that photo. Look at that hand, man, yeah, all mangled. Like That's a, such a be- killer photo. Wow. That's why whenever I want to charm my father, it's... I, I heard this story the other day about how Les Paul was uh, Les Paul was at a hotel and somebody called him up and said Django Reinhardt wants to meet you and, and Les couldn't believe it it was like his idol and he thought it was a joke he goes yeah well tell Django to come up here and bring some beer and like <laughs> hung up and Django Reinhardt like knocked on the door it was him you know there's a famous picture of both of them <laughs> uh, that's great <laughs> Man, I remember that the book uh, you gave me uh, ten. It's really hard to. I mean, it's out of print, but you oh, sent yeah. me a copy. Thank you. And uh, they're like, I don't know. They go for like a two hundred bucks on eBay or so. If you can find one, I haven't even and I haven't even yeah. checked that anybody was selling those on eBay. But uh, there, it's it, what it was is like sort of a a round table of all these MI mm-hmm. people, and then Eddie Van Halen was there right. too. And how did Eddie get involved? Was it through Jeff Berlin jamming with him with Holsworth? You know, I'm, I'm not sure how that Eddie thing happened. It looks like Don Mock did all the work, though. He had to transcribe all the stuff, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember, I'm remembering the story. Uh, the guy who did all the... Uh, <laughs> sorry. The guy who did a lot of the copy work was this guy named Tony Baruso out of New York. And he was just super Italian New York. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like straight out of like fucking Goodfellas or The Sopranos or something like that. And uh, I think he went up to Larry Carlton ha- Carlton's house to like get him to play and he was going to transcribe for him and then after he went to his house like Larry Carlton called up Pat Hicks and goes like who the fuck is this guy that she said 
I always remember that. I don't know. It was just really, really funny. Yeah. Well, the book is great. I remember. I remember. I did my jury, the the ending, the test, and mm. I learned. Uh, shit, man! I haven't played this. In, was it? Um, was it Don Mock Ballad of Triangles? Yeah. Cool. I remember this 30 years ago, but that's cool. It was uh, what do you call them? Not poly chords, slash chords, right? Right, poly chords are right. two chords on top, right? Not slash like Guns N' Roses chords, slash it. chords. <laughs> but there's some great stuff in that book, yeah. And all those different styles, it's very, very cool. Of course, it's not tabbed, so that gives no, people it's kind real of a hard, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's real yeah, music reading stuff, which, yeah. which people don't really do anymore, but you know. Hey, any way that you can do it to get it faster on the guitar, that's what I say. But is that how you feel about it, really? Uh, yeah. Until, but I really feel that every guitar player should be able to write music because they always yeah. tell them, "Me, what are you going to do? You're going to hand a keyboard player a guitar tab? No, you got to right. communicate with that's the right. other guys. So you have to learn this yeah. also. But as far as just learning the guitar, it does make certain things faster. Sure. Uh, you know, it's funny. Pat Metheny put out this book of all of his exercises. I don't know if you saw it. Mm -mm. And it's basically wall-to-wall -wall eighth notes or sixteenths or triplets, how he warms up for a show. And there's a lot of very cool movements in there. Um, so I was looking at it, and I was showing it to one of my students, and my student was like... I was like, fuck, you're reading that right off? He goes, no, I'm doing it on tab. And all that time, I had been trying to read it, you know, and I was like... Oh shit! Okay, I mean, they get really, really, like really a, good at that. Yeah, it's like typing with like both index fingers and hauling ass on the typewriter, kind of. I, yeah. I I know. I mean, like whatever works. But in the real world, I I don't know. Like if somebody hands me a chart, it's not tab, you know. Yeah, come on. But I I do when I was teaching, I would write stuff on tab. But it's I don't know. Who knows anymore, man? I don't know. Well, I would ask. Let me ask you some questions and. Is it so now when you with an actor or somebody new or whatever is it is it sheet music? Do they give you sheet music or is it they just give you a track and go figure it out? Or? It depends. It all depends. It it just depends. I mean, when I lived in Nashville, I did a lot of recording work there. That you hardly ever see a real, I call it real music. You know, you might see a, a lead sheet with chords and slash marks or hash marks, but most of that, most of the bread and butter work there is a Nashville number system, okay. which is an ingenious system, right. and it basically works on harmonized major scale. It, it takes, you know, like if you had a one four five, of course, it'd be you know in the key of G, you know, G C D, but you could do a you know a one six two five whatever. But then they have a way of notating it, like a split bar would be. Uh, two beats on one, two beats, but they call it split bar, and they mm. underline it and denote it with like two dashes on top. So it it just looks like a bunch of numbers with lines okay. and parentheses. But the ingenious part of it is if you're working with a singer and they're like producer says, you know, guys, I yeah, I, it does. It's not really hit me in this key. Let's let's move it to A flat. You're you're just looking at numbers. You're not having to transpose. Mm. That makes sense. A chart in G in your head, right. which you know that's trickier to do. You know. But it has its limitations, so that's Nashville. That's good. That that's true for that for sure. It's just 
it would make me nuts to have to learn another system with its own set of little symbols and stuff like oh, you that. Could learn yeah, it yeah. In, you could learn it in, you know, an hour probably. And then once you start doing it, it's... And I still use that sometimes. If I'm making notes by myself, mm -hmm. if I have to cram, I'll, I'll use a hybrid thing of that number system, but I'll write notation if, I, if there's like signature things I have to learn or... But like if I'm doing charts for Daryl's TV show, some of the guys don't don't even read. The drummer does, a couple of the guys. But we can't use, it's not cool to use the stuff because you're on camera, you know. Right, right. But I do write them, I write charts. Okay. There's no tab involved. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be too lame to show up with but that. I, man, that's yeah. I learned guitar. Was I, like Before I met you, it was guitar for the practicing musician, guitar player magazine. Mm -hmm. It was tab. Mm -hmm. Well, I had this crazy experience with, with this student, this um, a Chinese guy who came into open counseling and he wanted to study something. And I said, well, okay, you know, can you play a minor seven arpeggio? And he goes, no, but I know the Guthrie Govan solo. <laughs> and it's got a bunch of money. And he played the Guthrie yeah. Govans like at tempo. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. At least you're using this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, what about right there? Like, that's a minor seven arpeggio. And he goes, oh, okay. And it just kind of blew my mind that physically he could play that, but had absolutely no idea about anything yeah. that, that was wow. in it. It's just it's so weird to me. Some guys have that gift. Uh, you know, I can't. Uh, is it a gift? Well, maybe you just learned it by rote. I mean, but at some point he'll probably figure it out. I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope those notes, like, mean something other than I see what you mean. the numbers it's like, kind of like learning you know you learned a, a paragraph of poetry in, in you know chinese but you have no idea what it means you learn how to phonetically pronounce it but you're still you're still getting the message across i guess mm, but you right. there's no content there's no theory or context so you can't really apply it anywhere else i guess yeah I, i'm so not like that i have to understand everything that yeah. i'm playing in order to like play it better Damn it. Well, I think a mix is good, right? A mix <laughs> I is wish good. I could just be a monkey like that. Well, it's like, wasn't it Charlie Parker that said, you know, practice blues in all keys and then learn this and this and then forget everything you know and just play? I think mm -hmm. there's truth to that, but you got to know, you got to have some context. I mean, Joe Pass, is, I'm watching this clinic with him at MI mm -hmm. the other day and he's talking about uh, somebody asked him about modes and he goes, well, I, you know, I don't know anything about modes. I, I just, you know, and, you know, I don't know two fives, but, you know, like if I'm if I'm playing over, you know, this D minor and this, I just, you know, I just stay on this scale because it's the same thing if, as the D, you know, it's the same notes. I go, well, that's a mode. He's just explaining <laughs> yeah, yeah. modes. <laughs> so you do know mode, you know. And, and Scott Anderson used to do that, too. He's like, I only know two positions of, you know, I only know this and I only know... I only know that. It's like, no, nah, you know more than that. No, I well, don't get me started on that because I'll go <laughs> off on Henderson. But but the funny thing about Joe Pass, I remember one of the first seminars at MI when I was a student. He was given a seminar, and somebody and everybody was um, like, that was the Joe Pass lick. And at school, they always described that to us as, oh, it's the A flat melodic minor without the fourth degree. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so some student asked him about that, and he was just like, what? 
Well, what? Well, he goes, he just didn't know it. He just yeah. didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. You know, he just didn't know it like that. He was old, like vocabulary and moves, and yeah. he's still pretty one of the most extraordinary players, really. Oh, how man. clean he could do everything Unbelievable. with finger or pick. It was just really. His time was like, wow. Swinging and like going from one end of the fretboard to the other. It's just. When I was 15, my uh, I was in this jazz, the high school had a jazz jazz program and i was in the thing and and uh my teacher mr Incy, Incy hmm. he goes uh joe pass is playing at this jazz club and uh it's a it's a two drink minimum so it's liquor you know so i can't bring you unless you get permission so my parents gave me permission he picked me up and we went to hear joe pass and i sat from me to you to him it was just joe Whoa. just sitting on a stool playing that's neat probably 20 people there and it was unbelievable yeah, yeah you hear the, the all the bass lines and all that stuff. And you go, wow, that's just like one guy making all that music. How is, how is that happening? Yeah, unbelievable, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back then, I mean, there, now there's guys that could do that, but he was around. The, he was doing that a long time ago, you know. Should we play something? Maybe sure. A, we'll just uh, we could play blues or something. Play like Sure.
That was a little bit freaky. <laughs> Why? That we just... Okay, maybe that that was just cool that we came together right there. Also, the very first jam we played was kind of freaky because that kind of fell in nice. That was cool, man. That was fun. Those are the kind of moments I just don't play enough with people to have those kind of moments. I'm always teaching and like... We were talking about this before where I'm, I'm playing and I'm always feeling, oh, fuck, I have to demonstrate this or I'm supposed to do that or I'm supposed to be Mr. Flash or, or here's this dominant seven flat five arp and not just like this, which everything we played today was like just like really real and just so nice. I got I got to find that again somehow. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you got it. You know, I guess you should switch in hats. I mean, I'm playing like shit today, but. Oh, no, uh... it's great. I love your ideas, man. And always that feel. Always, always that feel. 
function now, of course. Oh, we should talk about, I know it's been a while, but yeah. your record, it's called After the Sunrise. Yeah. I listened to it yesterday. It's been a while since I heard it. Actually, it's been a really long time since yeah. I listened to it either, to be it's honest. A, it's, yeah, you did it a while back. Rocks in my head. Yeah. The end of that solo, or some lick, it's like super fast. I was like, what the hell is he doing? I can't say I can recall it, to be honest. That's like we were talking before about everything I do is improvised. So I, I never like write a solo. Yeah. I mean, do well, do you? Uh, no, I don't write a solo. No. Yeah. Unless, you know, you're trying to do something like Tom Schultz or something, Boston, like something through composed solo. Like, yeah. Like a, yeah, I never, a line, but no, if you're going to go yeah, for a solo, I, I never kinda, do that. Yeah. But the guitar tones are super fat, man. No, thank wow. you. Wow. And of course, the playing and that—that's really... actually a buddy's uh, seriotone. Like one, it's a kind of a dumble. It was a dumble clone. Okay. It came off really good. It, that thing sounded really nice, actually. It sure did. Yeah. Whatever happened to that Tom Anderson guitar you had? That uh, like it was like a orange burst. Was yeah, I still t- remember. I sold it to some guy in Italy. You did. Yeah, I mean, it had like a whammy bar. It had like a Floyd Rose, yeah. and I'm, yeah. I'm just not. No, you're not into the Yeah, flooding. I'm not a Floyd kind of player. It just seemed like, wow, that's a lot of wood out of the top of the guitar that might... But that's what you have back in the day. <laughs> ...make it resonate a little bit more, you know? tell probably since we played it no, i love it man it sounds awesome your ideas are great i love your feel so much feels way more comfortable what do you guitar. think of that guitar i like it it's, it's kind of something of, about it right it's kind of more my style than the yeah. i like uh, it's great and frank and bali signed it right down there by the bridge so maybe oh. there's a little bit of frank and bali voodoo on there well Let's uh, real quick, just so I have some um, your your record. I mean, it's been out a while now, but it's a freaking kick-ass record. Oh, Dan, thank you, man. Before thank the you. sunrise, and I'm gonna post some clips on it. Um, is that still available on your site or wherever you still got? Some yeah, copies it's just floating still around? up on Apple and yeah. iTunes and all I mean, that you, kind of you're, stuff. Yeah, you're a man of uh, relatively uh, low output as far as uh, recorded music. I, I, you're, you're I, like I am Green. unfortunately. I am yeah. unfortunately. I would, you know, my little kind of fantasy is I'd love to. Uh, I just want to play live, man. I want to interact with, with players like we're just doing here. This is... Yeah. That's music. I, I always felt I was, had so much more of the magic when I'm playing with somebody than than in a studio. So, you know, I know I'm old, but, you know, if there's any jam bands out there that need somebody, let me, you oh, know, you guys man, get in contact with me. such a great player, man. <laughs> I really appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah, I like 
so much fun playing. It's so inspiring, man. It's just, you know, some guitar players <clears throat> you sit down to play with and it's a contest. And some guitar players you sit down with and, and you're making music. And we were just, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we were just making music. Yeah, there was well, no contest at all about that. That was just so cool. Well, what a pleasure, man, to get to see you. Yeah, man, same hey, here. Yeah, Me too, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Dan so great. Gilbert. All right, man. Well. Okay, Shane Terry, you go out there, you to, keep doing it. Can I take you to early dinner or something? You're hungry? Or you got no, no, dinner? I'm good. I got, I got yeah. more stuff to do. All right. Yeah, thank well, thanks you. thanks for carving out time. Absolutely. Today. My pleasure, man. Thank you. Love to have you come by the school and do a talk and play. Sure, man. I'd love to. Rip, 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 rip.